Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 147. Uh, let's talk about marriage and being married when you are a powerful businesswoman. Yes, I am diving on into behind the scenes of what our marriage looks like, how our roles in our relationship have totally transformed over our marriage, and what it looks like to be married to somebody who is always driven to succeed. Before we dive on into this meaty episode, let's talk about the review of the week. This review comes from Connie, and it says, I just listened to Jenna's podcast for the first time and really enjoyed it. She stays on topic and doesn't venture off into Never Neverland. Uh, thank you, Connie. Very informative with lots of suggestions and insights. I will certainly be listening to more. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you so much, Connie, for your five-star review. These iTunes reviews really help just propel the show and get us the awesome guests that you guys look forward to while inspiring me to create this content and share some of the behind the scenes stuff with you. And so today we're going to talk about something that is usually pretty hush hush in the girl boss world, which is navigating marriage. And one of the things that makes me laugh and frankly makes me a little angry is when I tell people what I do and then they immediately follow up with their question, uh, what does your husband do? It's easy to feel like people treat my job like it's a hobby. And that's partially my fault because I struggle at sharing the scale and scope of my business. But when it comes down to relationship roles, I want to share a few things that we've learned as my business has grown from non-existent to over seven figures in the span of our marriage. So let's dive on in. This show is Drew approved and I hope you guys are ready. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. 
Shout out to Weebly for supporting this episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Weebly is more than just a beautiful website builder. It can help you finally start your business. Go to weebly.com slash gold digger to get 15% off of your first purchase and start building a successful online business. That's weebly.com slash gold digger. Now let's jump into today's show. It can be difficult to be a woman that is striving for more in her life, in her career, in her relationships. I think sometimes it goes against traditional gender roles. People start to question, what are your priorities? It's easy to feel like a workaholic compared to your peers. Now, marriage as a girl boss can look a little different than what the storybooks that we were told over and over and over again. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. We don't all have to have a fairy tale that ends with us staying at home and cooking and cleaning, though if that's what you do, you are amazing. Now, I love the quote, be the CEO your parents hoped you would marry. I mean, can we get an amen? In fact, there is so much that can be right about being a powerful business owner. You can have fulfilling relationships, successful careers, comfortable incomes, driven mindsets, but I believe that it takes a lot of work. And today I want to kind of share how you can make the most of your marriage as a strong, independent, married woman or man. Shout out to all the dudes listening to this podcast. I know you're out there and I hear you and I see you and I hope that this episode really opens your eyes to understand women just a little bit more. So I first want to just shed a little bit of light onto our story. I know I've shared it on the podcast, but I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version. Drew and I met my freshman year of college. We had the same major. We were both communication majors, double major with a business, and we were in a ton of classes together. Now, not to brag, but I usually got better grades than him, but we studied a lot together. We made sure our schedules were stacked the same way, and we were best friends for three years before we started dating. Drew was afraid to date me because I think he knew we'd get married. I was super confident. He didn't want to ruin our friendship. I knew our friendship could be the perfect foundation for our relationship. We've been together over nine years. We've been married for almost seven. And looking at the journey of our marriage, we were very different people when we got married. We got married at the age of 23. We were really poor. We were trying to figure out how to pay rent and how to navigate life in a nine to five. Drew sold cell phones. I worked for Target. I had an hour long commute and we moved into a village of 1200 people after we got married. Now, what's so interesting about being together so long and through so much is that we've grown into our own. We're totally different people than we were the day that we stood on the aisle and said our vows, but yet we grew into each other as we grew into ourselves. I never planned to have a business. I never dreamt of being a CEO. I never thought about having a podcast or running a photography business, but all of these things happened and Drew was there for all of it. In fact, he never dreamt of being an entrepreneur either. And so when I look at our journey and our marriage, we've accomplished a heck of a lot. We've also changed a lot. And so I want to kind of walk through some of the struggles that come with it and some of the beautiful things that have come out of me and my desire to continue growing my impact. So first things first, it's like a role reversal in some ways. I mean, let's talk about what I mean when I say powerful woman. Now, for me, I've always thought strategically ever since I was young, and I thought that was a fatal flaw. I honestly wanted to hide my strategical side because I thought that people thought that I was conniving. 
feel like when you think of a strategic man, you think of this powerful businessman who's making moves. But when you hear the word strategic with a female, you think of conniving, you think of backstabbing, you think of somebody that's out there for them. Now, I've always pushed myself harder than others push me. I've always wanted to be successful, whether that was in getting good grades or wanting to be the best in athletics or starting this business and wanting to really be at the top of the charts. I'm never satisfied with my personal growth. I always want more. And I think that that continues to drive me forward. I've learned to be content, but also to be competitive with who I was yesterday. My style is definitely more focused and ambitious and outcome driven than a lot of people that I know. And I'm just this naturally go getting woman. I've learned to embrace all of this. At some point, I had to really face it. I am just a natural businesswoman. I'm ambitious. I'm always thinking. I deeply care about my career. I'm driven by success. I think strategically. I'm willing to go the extra mile to make it happen. So what does that look like when somebody's married to someone like me? I don't know. Maybe we should have phoned a friend and asked Drew to come on this episode. One of the biggest challenges we were forced to overcome was in establishing our roles as a couple. We've never been entirely traditional, and I kind of love that. It took Drew a while to figure out what his passion was and what it would look like for him to pursue it. Ten days before we got married, Drew lost his job, which sent us into a spiral of shock. I remember I was working the night shift at Target. I got a phone call, which I never got phone calls at work. And Drew was on the other line. I could tell he had been crying, which is so rare. He had lost his job. We were paying for our own wedding. We were tempted to cancel our honeymoon. We weren't quite sure what was next. And so when I look at our journey over the last six and a half years, Drew has had a slew of different jobs from selling billboards to insurance to wine sales and finally starting his own business and pursuing his passion with my total and complete support. Now, early on, I was a breadwinner and I've always held that role with pride. Truly, I like being the breadwinner. I think it's awesome. I think it's empowering. What I think is so cool about Drew and about the way that we were both brought up is we both grew up in families where our moms were the breadwinners in a sense. They both had their master's degrees. They were both educators. And our dads, they worked some hard jobs. Our dads did a lot of physical labor. They put in a lot of long hours. They stayed with their companies for a long time. And Drew has always respected strong women. But that isn't to say that it's not a struggle sometimes. I mean, it really is a struggle. (laughs) Because we have to figure out what our roles are in our lives. And we have to define what that looks like for us. Not what society tells us or what sitcoms portray. We have to figure out what it looks like in our lives. Now, while my work style is more power hungry, some would say, Drew's work style is definitely more laid back. He's filled with contentness. He's absolutely full of passion, but sometimes he lacks action. And where he thrives, I fail. Like this man looks after the household. He does all the cooking and grocery shopping. He folds the laundry. He keeps the dogs happy and walked and alive. He puts our health first. And these are all areas where I fail miserably. I'm the kind of girl that I could work behind my computer screen for 10 hours without getting up to get some water, get some food or to move my body. And he keeps me in check. This guy runs the house. He pays the bills. He does so much behind the scenes so that I can get back to what I love. 
And sometimes I can tell, like I get frustrated with him, which makes me want to slap myself in the face because, you know, I've mentioned it before in episode 127 in 10 things I'm afraid to tell you because I sometimes want more for him. Sometimes I desire that he would think as strategically as I do or that he would want more for himself. Sometimes I get angry that he's content because I'm like, don't you want to do something more? Because I do. Sometimes I want him to push his boundaries or to step outside of his comfort zone or to know that none of us know what we're doing, but we're still trying it anyway. And this can absolutely create tension sometimes. I mean, if you ask him, he will tell you. Sometimes I get so frustrated It's easy for me to get snippy or to belittle him. And I've learned that I have to be more gentle with my approach and my advice. I have to praise the things that he is doing incredible at and encourage him to do the things that he needs to to move forward. Let me say that all of this was brought to light when Drew started his business. Now, it's easy for me to assess what he needs to do or to tell him what's next because I've been doing this for a while. But it's also easy for him to forget that I didn't have a mentor when I started. I didn't know any of this when I began this journey. And I had to put my nose to the grindstone and figure it out. And so there's always this little power struggle behind me helping him and telling him what to do and letting him figure it out like I had to. And so I have learned this very important tip. You have to honor one another's work. No matter what they do, you have to be there. You have to offer guidance, but not nag. My mom used to always use the word nag and she'd be like, I'm not trying to be a nag. I'm like, oh Lord, I'm turning into a nag. I have to offer guidance, but I shouldn't be nagging. I should always be their number one fan. No excuses. Play like a champ. Stay in their corner. Always be cheering them on. And I have to allow him the freedom to chase what his dreams are. I mean, Drew is the kind of guy that is so incredibly content going to the gym, hanging out with people, coming home, mowing the lawn, walking the dogs, making dinner. And I love that life for him. And I have to appreciate that life for him. But sometimes there's this little piece of me that's like, I want more for you. I want you to do more. I want you to be more. I want you to want more. And so I have to cheer him on even when I would have done something differently. And for Drew, this means that he has to support me when I'm the one that's driven, where I'm the one that's saying just one more email or one more post or one more episode when he just wants to relax. And so we've really had to dig into not just what our love languages are, but what are our personality types? If you guys are fans of the Enneagram, I am a type three. Drew is a type one. I like to be front and center. I like to be praised. Drew likes to be a perfectionist. It can hold him back. I like to be seen. Drew likes to be behind the scenes. Learning these things about each other has absolutely helped to make sure that we're pouring into not just our businesses, but our marriage in a meaningful way. For our love languages, I am a words of affirmation person. I'm an acts of service. Drew is a quality time. He wants to be with me when I'm not on my phone or not preoccupied with work or not on my computer. He also needs to hear that he's doing things well, that he's doing things right. And so it's challenged me that every single day I want to acknowledge something, whether it was just taking out the garbage or paying the electric bill or walking the dogs so that I could get in one more episode or whatever that looks like. And so we've really had to learn how to honor one another's work, how to appreciate it, how to respect it uh, without letting our own goals or ambitions get in the way. 
All right, gold diggers, if you're tuning in to today's show, it's no secret that you have some big goals and ambitions and dreams. And if you've got a product or an idea that you desire to share with the world, check out Weebly. You can have a beautiful, powerful online store up and running in a matter of hours. Visit Weebly.com slash gold digger and get 15% off your first purchase. That's Weebly.com slash gold digger. Don't just build a beautiful website, build a successful online business with today's sponsor, Weebly. The next big thing that we've learned is that you have to separate interests. And for us, this is actually really hard. We're best friends. We genuinely like to hang out with each other. It's honestly annoying how much we want to do everything together. And it's, I mean, probably a really good thing because after all this time, you'd think we would have grown out of that. You and your partner, you have to find your groove and fulfill your own desires while maintaining happiness. Separate interests are a great way to nurture self-care so that you can give fully to the relationship. It allows you to grow independently while growing together. And it's been important for us to figure out some of these things that we can do independently from golf league to girls nights, yoga practice, or the CrossFit gym. It's important that we lead separate lives to some extent so that we feel like we're pursuing the things that we're excited about. This also helps because we're together so much that sometimes we're like, what do we have to talk about? I mean, I was with you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How was that? That was great because I was right next to you. And so having separate interests kind of gives us things to talk about, to dream about, to pursue. And for me, like I love my alone time. I covet that time that I'm alone and I can watch crappy TV or take a nap or go on a walk or get more work done. And so Separating our interests is super important. And, you know, coming off of five weeks spent together almost every single waking minute in Hawaii, it was so fun for us to come home and and to remember those separate things that we love to do without the other person uh, and to challenge ourselves to continue to pursue those things. Because I think it's really easy for us. Our ground zero is just to be together, to hang out, to have a routine. And we need to push ourselves to get out more and to do other things. And so while this might be something that you love to do in your life, it can also really help in business. And we've really challenged ourselves to run separate businesses. While Drew does things in our lives that help support my business, he's not a part of my business because I don't want him to feel like he's second fiddle to what I've built. And I don't want him to be my employee. He's my partner. And so we've applied this not just to business, but to life. So I love to do yoga, go on walks, to travel, to speak at things. Drew loves to do fitness, hunting, sports, golfing. Some of these things we do together, some of them we do separately. And it allows us to fill up our own cups and practice self-care for ourselves and to really infuse growth into our lifestyle. Things that will all ultimately influence your relationship for the better. I can promise you. Now, I can tell you this. You got to have your girls. I don't know if I can say it any other way. You have got to have some girls in your life. Women just get other women. And there is something so awesome when me and my girlfriends go out for like a girl's night. I always just leave feeling so refreshed and so thankful. And I hate commitments. It's a really fatal flaw. That is a true fatal flaw. I hate having things on my calendar. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, I'd rather just stay home in my sweatpants. But every time I get together with my girlfriends and they get me out of the house, I am so 
thankful. Just having that community, it is such a reminder that we are all out there just doing the best we can. And it is so good to have other girls to chat with. I think that finding common threads within your friend group, having friends that aren't going to talk about work all the time, vent about your marriage, but never trash your partner and just find other women that you can trust that can build you up. I think it is so important. And so we really value that separate time with our girlfriends and our guy friends. And we challenge ourselves to make space for that in our schedules and in our lives as much as we can. It is so important for us. Now, another thing is having shut down times. So have deadlines for screen time. So whether you're one of those people that lay in bed and scroll or you pick up your phone first thing in the morning, take our advice. It's probably the best advice we've been given. No cell phones in the bedroom. We charge our phones downstairs so that we aren't tempted to grab them by an actual alarm clock. Yes, they exist on Amazon and create these deadlines where you are really taking control of what it looks like in terms of your scrolling and your screen time. It really makes me sad when I think about how many couples are just sitting on the couch side by side, scrolling for days, not talking, not connected. I think that it's important that you have quality time with no technology daily. Whether this is five minutes of an hour, make it a priority let the other person feel seen and heard. Nothing is more important than the person that you're spending your time with. I also love having date nights. We're pretty good at this. We try to get a date night per week. We do not bring our phones into the restaurant. So we put them in the glove box. People on Instagram do not need to see what you're eating. You will survive if you don't post it. And they don't have to be all out. You don't have to get all dressed up. A lot of times we'll pick up sushi, eat it on the couch. And we take turns planning. We love to do date nights. I think it is so important to just sit down to recap what's going on. We have this kind of rule where we'll just say, well, how was your day? Oh, it was good. How was your day? Good. And so when we sit down out for a date, we can kind of get into the nitty gritty, the specifics, the things that we've left out. We love to genuinely ask about one another's days. And sometimes, of course, you're going to talk about work, but try to have some conversation without it. I love to ask some really weird questions. The other day we were at dinner and I was like, when did you first get facial hair? And we were talking about that forever. But we love to ask really weird questions. What did your mom make you for breakfast before you went to school? What was your school bus ride like when you were a kid? And we just find that we never run out of things to talk about. I mean, we've been together so long, you'd think we would, but we don't. Now, for me, I've had to learn that you have to invest in your marriage just like you invest in your business. For me, in order to grow this business, I've had to put a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of focus. Same goes for your relationships. Put in that time, that energy, that focus. Make it a priority. Make it a commitment. I can definitely tell that there are seasons of our marriage where I am more focused on my business than I am on Drew. There are definitely seasons of our marriage where I am all about that relationship and work takes a back seat. And I think that balance is this elusive unicorn that we don't really know how to find. And I never think that things are going to be fully balanced where you're putting more of your energy. You're going to see more results. But it's important to make sure that you are consistently thinking about that other person and putting them first and investing in that you have to remember that this relationship, it is going to last longer than any business, any blog post, any Instagram post, whatever you think is more important. Now, 
If I could give one piece of advice to anyone that is walking the confusing, inspiring road of girl bossing marriage, here's what I would tell you. Keep doing your goal chasing things. It is a gift to feel ambitious and excited and driven. Don't hide that piece of you. You're not broken. You're not different in a bad way. Embrace it. You are the type of person who is going to change the world. But on the flip side of that, it is okay to be soft. It's okay to put work away early. It's okay to rest. It's okay to enjoy date night without talking about work. It's okay to relax and to invest in yourself and self-care. It is okay to live and exist outside of your work and to find your identity and who you are and not what you do. Ultimately, your relationship needs to come first, your business second. And I know that this can be easier said than done. Navigating marriage and relationships is not easy, especially when you feel like you're growing this baby, this business, and it requires every ounce of nurturing from you. But when I look back over the last almost seven years, I see so much growth, so much support, so many things bigger than we could have dreamt for ourselves. A few little things that Drew and I do every single night before we go to bed, we list three things we're thankful for and we work through a devotional together. Just centering our minds and our hearts before we go to bed is such a beautiful way to say goodbye to one day and to welcome in the next. We still do little things like walk the dogs and hold hands and we make sure that we appreciate each other for all those little things that are happening. I can tell you that shifting from working at home alone to working from home together was a big transition and it wasn't always easy. Some days were really ugly. But at the end of the day, having us both be pursuing what we're passionate about is the most exciting thing of our lives. Drew's dreams had to take a back seat while I started building mine. And when we finally got to a place where my business was running, even if I wasn't running full speed ahead, it was his time. And his way looks different than mine, sure, but it's just as beautiful and just as worthy of praise. And so as we continue to grow our businesses in tandem and as we continue to work towards this life that we passionately love, it's been incredible to watch our relationship transform and grow. We are absolutely different people than we were when we started this whole thing. But the beautiful piece of that is that we are more in love than I thought we could be at the age of 23 and that we have walked this road through the good, the bad and the ugly together so that we are still standing stronger than ever and ready to take on the world and impact it. So there you have it, Gold Diggers, a real look into how to navigate relationships as a lady boss. You can be strong and successful and still be gentle and warm and loving. You can be both. You just might need to work a little harder on the balance of that work and play. But it's not always easy and you are definitely not alone. So if you're feeling like you need a network of like-minded, driven women, I encourage you to join our Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes for today's show. There you will find thousands of women who are chasing big dreams and will relate to you like no one else ever has. It is a true community and a place that I love spending time in. You listeners are incredible. So if you want to join, head to the show notes for today's show at jennacutcherblog.com slash marriage, and you can enjoy the show notes and join our community there. All are welcome. Your mess is welcome, and we would love to inspire you inside of that group. 
Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and keep on cheering on the people that you love the most. Their success is your success. And when we can all be happy and celebrate together, man, there's a lot more confetti in our lives. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.